And here we go. Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular ever. Well, uh, the other one just stuck them up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around. Welcome to Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Kavanagh. With me as always, Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing or just pure rubbish. All that we have <laughs> all that we have to ask of each other is don't be crazy. Oodalali, don't be crazy, Zach. Sorry I annoyed you with my friendship. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, I'm used to it. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> trust you, Phyllis. Yeah, and if anything, I'm nothing but a pitch, bitch. Mm-hmm. I love Andy. He's so funny. I can't stand Andy Bernard. You can't? In, in the last season, he's like oh. the worst. He's fine up until the last season. Yeah, he makes a lot of really stupid decisions, but I think he's hilarious. I love Andy Bernard. But uh, yeah, always rewatching The Office. It's always on repeat in, in the Rancourt household. <laughs> but how are you, Justin? You are murdering the Nard dog. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I'm good. No complaints. This is all the I hardest. do is win, 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 win. He's like, this is the hardest I've ever had to work, and I've I haven't had a hard life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, man. Uh, it's good times. I'm happy today. It was a good day. Got some good news, and um, ready to have a celebratory beer at the end of this podcast. But Ooh. I'm excited. Snap. I know, right? Uh, what have you been watching? I watched quite a bit, actually, since we last recorded. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I watched The King's Man. Me too. Uh, I agree with you. I saw your your tweet on Twitter. The trench scene was awesome. I was the whole, yeah, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but I was just like, holy shit, it was tense. Otherwise, I was, it was okay. It felt like two or three different movies, though, at once. And Voldemort was kind of just all over the place. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Then I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Moving on, um, I, w- I watched uh, Peacemaker. I finished it, and I liked it a lot more the final three episodes or four episodes. Once once the thing happens that I don't want to spoil where you find out who's a butterfly, I was like, oh, cool. It got a lot better, and I really like John Cena. He does a, he does a really good job. So I'm, I'm excited that they're doing a second season. It should be, should be fun. And then I also watched an amazing film, and... I urge anyone who likes movies to watch it. <laughs> it's called Spencer, and it is the story of Princess Di during the, uh, I guess, weeks of of her before she divorces uh, Prince Charles. And it was very, very good. Kristen Stewart is in it, who is now one of my favorite actors ever. She's unbelievable in it. It's so intense. It's beautifully shot. It's shot on film. It looks straight out of the 90s, and I absolutely loved the hell out of it. It was on Hulu. So I, I really hope she wins the Academy Award for Best Actress because she nailed it. Um, yeah, very, very good film. So I highly recommend Spencer. But um, that's it, man. What about you? Ooh, I watched a lot. Uh, I watched Kingsman. I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Ooh, I heard was that was good. Nuts. Yeah, that's crazy town banana pants. Uh, because she, you know, she is a very religious woman, super Christian. But all of the other televangelicals from her era you know, and even today uh, don't exactly have what you would call an open heart and love everyone. Whereas, you know, she she doesn't care if you are are gay or straight or black or white. She just loves people for people. Whereas, you know, like Jerry Falwell, uh, you know, 
he was pretty anti-gay. And so it was, you know, he's a very right wing sort of guy. And it got her into a lot of trouble because she's like, I don't understand how, you know, someone can be dying of AIDS and you won't even reach out and hug them. Like how, how, how much love do you really have if you can't even connect with the person, you know? So it was very interesting to see that. And when I was a kid, she was on TV a lot and she would just right. be crying all the time. And I'm just like, why is this lady always crying? And uh, her eyes, but... the eyes of Tammy Faye, they're always crying. <laughs> but you know, she, she wore a lot of makeup and uh, it was just her style. But as when I remember being a little boy, just thinking like, why is this lady always on my TV and why is she always crying? Uh, but it, as an adult watching this, it made a lot more sense. So um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Definitely check it out. Okay, cool. Good times. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a depressing movie, but, I think it is worth the watch. I think there's a lot to be gained from watching it. So there's that. Uh, also watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I did not hate this movie the way that you did. And I feel like if I really want to do a po- an episode on this show, but I know that our buddies over at the Horror Squad podcast uh, have done an episode on it. And I think it came out today. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but... I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot to say about it too. It's and they did. I listened to the episode today. It's good. They Steve said pretty much everything I was thinking. So I hate it less, but I still really dislike it. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I yeah. think if I think if if we had a conversation, I could make you hate it even less than what you already hate it now. Maybe I watched. I've watched YouTube videos and I've talked with friends about it. Um, I mean, look, I I, I find the merit in it. I, I'm not upset if someone says that they liked it. I'm just more like confused, <laughs> like trying to find reason behind it. But after listening to some things, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I can see why you maybe like it for sure. So, so I just think that it's okay not to like characters in the movie. And and I do think that a lot of the, you know, some of the criticism is that they're unlikable characters. And I think that they're supposed to be unlikable. They represent uh, people today that drive others crazy, like especially this whole social media thing. When he got some, when he gets on the party bus and they whip out their phones and they're like, "Oh, dude, you're so canceled." I hated that I'm like, part so much. That was that's so ex- dumb. <laughs> but the, you think it's dumb, Zach? But that's what happens today. People are getting in fights on on fucking buses or trains. That that one old lady was getting beat up on a subway, and what did people do? They just took they out their phones it. and recorded it. This is literally art imitating life. It is 100% real as much as and it should annoy you because it, it, it's terrible. But that's exactly the way these people are. And so I was like, man, I bet you that is exactly what would happen. Everyone would just whip out their phones and start recording. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. So then I watched Rocky one through four. Then I watched Creed. Then I watched Jurassic Park. Then I watched Yellowstone. Ooh. Yellowstone is nuts. If you get a chance to watch it, check it out. Uh, I came in the middle of season one and I was glued to my seat. So uh, apparently David Edmondson says that if you're over 50, this is the only show you will be watching and talking about. <laughs> so, are you are you going to watch the spinoffs that they're doing? I guess I, they I just found, I just found out about the spinoffs today. I was telling I was telling David, I'm like, hey, have you heard of this show called Yellowstone? He's like, oh, my fucking God, that's all I hear about all day long from like my in-laws and my parents. And I'm like, man, it's really good. So. I fall into the senior citizen category, which is funny because I had an early dinner. I ate my dinner at like 3.30 today. So did I. But I was really hungry, so that's why I was too. I'll probably have a second dinner later (laughs) at the the first dinner time, but... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I I definitely need to check that out because that's on Peacock and... uh, Right? It's on Peacock, but it's a Paramount show. That's what I was watching on was on Peacock, yeah. Yeah, I guess like the first four seasons are on Peacock and I think the fifth is on 
Paramount Plus or something like that. So very, very interesting. But I will have to check it out because it has the Cavender stamp of approval. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched like three episodes and so much happened in these three episodes. <laughs> and I was you, like, Jesus Christ. And then you bought a cowboy hat and some cowboy boots after that. No, I won't do that. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> anti-cowboy. I like young guns. <laughs> and young um, guns too. <laughs> and tombstone. And, you know, insert random list in here. Spirit but, world. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy show. And so many people die. Like every episode, someone's getting shot or beat up or horrible things are happening to them. It is intense. It is like Sopranos. In the in the wild wild west, it is it is nuts. Or it is takes it like... place today. <laughs> it's, just in, <laughs> it's just in like Montana. They got some they got some meth mouthers over in the Montana. <laughs> Montucky. What, what else is there to do over there? I know. Montana's right? a beautiful state. I will say, <laughs> not to not to shit on it too much. Yeah, pass. I don't need it. I don't need it. And I don't want it. I'll get it from the Yellowstone show. There, <laughs> it's exactly how it is. Everyone walks around <laughs> punching people and riding horses. Yeah, oil money or whatever it's all it's, about. It's 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 crazy, man. Not gonna lie. I honestly, I was blown away. I was like, "What show is this?" Like, I had <laughs> I just sat down at Henry and like as I'm as I'm feeding him, the bottle may or may not be in his mouth. I'm just like glued to the TV. <laughs> He's like screwing at me, and, and like the bottle isn't even close to his face. I'm like, "Oh, sorry, guy. I was distracted." <laughs> Kevin Costner does that to people. Yeah, I was, I was captivated, as they say. Right on. Uh, but yeah, check it out when you get a chance. Okay. Uh, so this week, moving on, we're going to be... Do- oh, you know what? Real quick, some house cleaning. Um, we did Sing Street a few weeks ago, and we were talking about how the brother was a great... Um, sort of like his little role model in a way, but like um, a mentor that kind of got him on the right footing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had sort of... He talked about the jet stream and how he had laid out a path for his younger brother to be able to be successful. And I said that I was successful, but I didn't have an older brother. But what I should have said is that, you know, I had an older sister and two older sisters and the eldest Jennifer, she wrote the book on how not to be a teenager. She, she got in trouble quite a bit. I did the opposite library the other day. Right. (laughs) She, 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 I did the opposite of what she did. And I, I had a pretty amazing childhood, so uh, I have her to thank for that. And I, I just happened to my my phone went to like the next podcast, which was that episode, and I was like, oh, I haven't I haven't listened to one of our shows in a while, so I um I listened to it, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't even thank my sister for being amazing. So thank you, Jennifer, <laughs> for uh, being the jet stream and clearing a path. And then she it. just scares you with masks and capes or whatever. Yes, that was a good one. <laughs> she got me good. Loved that. That, that is the ultimate scare, I think, that I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, we're going to be doing Robin Hood. This is Disney's, Walt Disney's animated film of Robin Hood from 1973, directed by one Wolfgang Reitherman, who you might know from uh, 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, which is also one of my favorite Disney movies ever, uh, The Jungle Book, and The Rescuers, to name a few. It was written by Larry Clemens, and then there's all sorts of credits for story and sequences because they sort of reuse a lot of the same animation from other Disney movies. And that includes Ken Anderson, Vance, Jerry, uh, Frank Thomas, Eric Cleworth, Julius Svedston, and David Meckiner. I was going to ask you about that, too. I saw Meckiner, a, a, rather. a video on that where like Baloo from Jungle Book is yeah, like same. the exact same as this. And the same thing with Sword in the Stone. There's a whole lot of same them. actor, too, I think. 
for um, for Baloo and Little John. Yes, they have the same voice. And then even like when the rhinos are are chasing through the fields or whatever, it's the same as like Jungle Book or whatever mm-hmm. they, they stole some stuff from. But I, I mean, you have to kind of do that. I get it. Well, recycled. I mean, it saved, it saved them a lot of money and time. Exactly. Yeah, recycled is what it's expensive, man. I know. But yeah, the cast includes uh, Roger Miller, Peter Ustinov, Terry Thomas, Brian Bedford, Monica Evans, Phil Harris, Andy Devine, Carol Shelley, Pat Buttram, and oh, by the way, he's the guy in, in Back to the Future 3 who's like, you must have found that off a of dead Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy also says, run for fun. That's him. And then you got George Lindsay and Ken Curtis. Does he um, play the sheriff of Nottingham in this one? Yes. Okay, that makes more sense than now that you say it. I'm like, whose voice is that? <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Run for fun. Yeah, that's pretty great. Taxes. Beautiful, beautiful taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying oh, yeah. that when I was doing my tax return the other day. I was like, taxes. Yeah. That's Prince John. Yeah. Little He's... John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Where was I? Critical reception. Not terribly kind. Uh, it's 55%. This is a a rotten tomato on the old tomato meter there. But the audience gives it an 81. So critics just aren't kind, and they know better than us. So shame on me, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, But Alan R. Howard. Sounds like a serial killer name. Uh, Howard, from The Hollywood Reporter, says, The washed-out muted colors are a mistake, and if Robin Hood is sometimes hilarious, it has little memorable magic. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Dave Kerr from Chicago Reader. We know Chicago. Them Chicago <laughs> folks don't like the movies. They love every movie. <laughs> <laughs> they hate everything. My goodness. So what sinks this one is the utter lack of childhood insight and sympathy that really give the Disney films their staying power. Okay. I don't know about all that. It's a bunch of poor people being arrested the whole time. <laughs> It's like the movie. Yeah. You got little kids in chains. Uh, then you have Eric Henderson from Slant Magazine. It says, Robin Hood is one of the most lackada- lackadaisical Disney features of all. My goodness. Then uh, Ian Nathan from Empire Magazine says, Foxes with bows and arrows? What could be better than that? Not a whole lot. <laughs> that is a good statement. <laughs> <laughs> They could be on the uh, on the Yellowstone Ranch, maybe. What's the family's yeah. name in that show? In what show? In Yellowstone, the Friermuths. No, oh, I don't know. I couldn't even oh. tell you. The Costners, for all. Yeah, <laughs> the Lon Chaneys. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing other than just a lot of people dying, and it's crazy. <laughs> uh, Rachel Wagner, our buddy oh, from Rachel'sReviews.net.org.edu says so even acknowledging its flaws i still love robin hood and think it's one of the most rewatchable disney movies what flaws i don't know i'm just i think people are being a little too critical on this animated disney film (laughs) uh let's see the budget was five million dollars that of course is an estimate pulled from the internet and the release date was november 8th 1973 this is this predates the both of us yeah that wasn't even a thought I don't think my parents are together at that point. Cool. Well, here are the trivial facts of this movie. Originally, Friar Tuck was to be a pig, but was changed to a badger to avoid insulting religious sensibilities. The Sheriff of Nottingham was originally a goat, but was changed to a wolf as they seem better representing villains. 
A goat would have been interesting, but yes, a wolf is better. Plus, he was just kind of like a blubbering idiot. So, Some of the dance scenes in the woods were recycled from the silly song in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I Want to Be Like You in Jungle Book, and Everybody Wants to Be a Cat in The Aristocats. I haven't seen The Aristocats in a very long time. I haven't seen it in the theater. My mom thought that we all wanted to see it, but I don't think any of us did. <laughs> she took us, <laughs> and we're all just like, oh my God, this sucks. <laughs> Your mom's like, but there's cats and they're singing. <laughs> I know. And you're like, uh. I like that Walk Like You song in the Jungle Book. I want to walk like you. Talk, talk like, like you. you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you hoo I want to be like you. That's, oh, that's the only part I know. The character of Little John shares some visual and auditory similarities with Baloo from the Jungle Book, who was also a bear that had been voiced by Phil Harris, just like you said. So like, like you read this trivia before. I mean, when, I think I knew that my whole life. Yeah. When Robin Hood and Little John first appear on screen. I'm walking and, through the forest, laughing back and forth <laughs> with the other as a say. Yes. They wander upon a fallen tree which bridges a river, and each cordially insists that the other cross first. This is a friendly subversion of the traditional Robin Hood narrative in which Robin Hood and Little John meet while crossing opposite sides of a narrow tree bridge and fight with quarter staves over who will be allowed to cross first. And it is best exemplified in Robin Hood Men in Tights the greatest i like the prince of thieves oh yeah where christian our buddy my buddy christian buddy. <laughs> my favorite oh yeah he's like there was a rich man from nottingham who tried to cross the river what a dope he tripped on a rope <laughs> now look at him shiver who plays little john in that one john c Riley. no <laughs> that'd be <his> awesome. daddy <laughs> that'd be big, so cool it's a big fella he is i don't big. know the answer to that it's not someone that i knew all I know is is Brian Adams uh, saying like the theme song to that movie. So yeah, I enjoy that one. I forgot about that one. It is good. So this is the first Walt Disney Animation Studios film to not feature any humans since Bambi. Unlike that film, these animals are anthropomorphic, living like humans do, without there being any anthropomorphic animals. And then finally, the first VHS in the Walt Disney Classics line, and that's really cool because I remember they always would do. We're un- unleashing the vault to release this one again or something like that. And now all of them are available on Disney Plus. But what a, what a time, man, when you had to buy the VHS. And it was so cool because they had the clamshells. I don't remember mm-hmm. if you remember those. They were all hard yeah. and weird. They, always, they were big, too. They were really big. Nick Brimble is the actor that you were asking about. He played what Little John. What else is he in? A Knight's Tale. He's Sir Ector. Yeah, I don't know. He was in Gone Fishing. Oh, I like that movie. Decker Massey. With Danny Glover and Joe Pesci. Yeah, that movie sucks. I always try to fuck you when they're fishing. <laughs> I think that movie came out in, oh man, I want to say like June 6, 1997. Let me just click on that really fast. I bet you're absolutely right. You're always right about this stuff. <laughs> oh, it's close. May, <laughs> May 30th, 1997. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, geez. I, wonder if I, I might have seen it on June 6th. Uh, like I might not have seen it opening weekend. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Fuck. I thought I had that, man. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I know. I hated that movie. I, I remember just being irritated when I was watching it. I'm like, man, this movie sucks. That, that's your birthday month. So pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. All right. Well, here's a synopsis. This uh, The story is narrated by Alan Adale. He introduces Robin Hood and Little John, who live in Sherwood Forest, robbing from the rich and giving to the overtaxed townsfolk of Nottingham. The sheriff of Nottingham tries to catch the two, but he fails every time. Meanwhile, Prince John and his counselor, Sir Hiss, arrive in Nottingham. Earlier, Sir Hiss hypnotized Prince John's Ch- Prince John's brother, King Richard, to go off on the it's Crusades. Nicki Minaj's 
brother's cousin's <laughs> <Yeah>. neighbor. <laughs> there you go. Allowing Prince John to take the throne as de facto king. And then he sucks his thumb and pulls his ear. Mommy. Oh, so I like that. That was my favorite part. Unfortunately, the prince is greedy and immature, even sucking his thumb whenever his mother is mentioned. <laughs> Robin and little John rob Prince John by disguising themselves as fortune tellers, prompting the prince to put a bounty on their heads. The sheriff, under Prince John's orders, taxes the inhabitants of Nottingham excessively. However, Robin gives back some money to the family to a family of rabbits and gives a bow and arrow and one of his hats to the young rabbit Skippy for his birthday. Skippy and his friends test out the bow, but Skippy accidentally fires the arrow into the grounds of Nottingham Castle. The children sneak inside, meeting Maid Marian and her lady-in-waiting, Lady Cluck. Marian reveals she and Robin were once childhood sweethearts, but she was sent to London and has not seen him for years, only recently returning to Nottingham. Friar, Tr Friar Tuck, the local priest, visits Robin and Little John to report that Prince John is hosting an archery tournament with a kiss from Maid Marian as the prize. Confess! Does she know that? <laughs> I know. Uh, that's probably why this movie's problematic. <laughs> Robin disguises himself as a stork and enters the contest, while Little John masquerades as the Duke of Chutney to get close to Prince John. Robin wins the tournament, but Prince John recognizes and exposes him, sentencing, sentencing him to death despite Marion's pleas. Little John threatens Prince John with a dagger, resulting in a fight between Robin's forces and Prince John's soldiers, culminating in Robin's party escaping with Marion and Lady Cluck in tow. In the forest, Robin... <laughs> Seize the fat one! <laughs> I, know. I love that she runs and does like the linebacker thing. That's yeah. actually the, the most vivid memory I have of it is when Lady Cluck is knocking out the rhinos like a football player. <laughs> so good. I loved that part. In the forest, oh, Robin and Marion share a romantic evening, then are surprised by Robin's merry men, who sing a funny song dubbing John the phony king of England. Prince John learns the song and spitefully triples the taxes. Most of the town cannot pay and are imprisoned. The sheriff visits Friar Tuck's church to steal from the poor box, and Tuck savagely attacks him, <laughs> resulting in Tuck's arrest for treason. He's Prince... like, that's the poor box! <laughs> and I'm just gonna give it to poor Prince John! <laughs> Prince John learns uh, of this and orders Tuck's execution, hoping to lure Robin into doing something rash to save him. The night before the execution, despite the precautions of Prince John, Robin Hood and Little John sneak into the castle. Little John manages to free all of the prisoners, Tuck included, whilst Robin steals all of Prince John's gold. Hiss awakens and tries to stop them, rousing the castle. Chaos ensues as Robin and the others try to escape Sherwood Forest, and Robin is forced to return to the castle to rescue Skippy's sister, Tagalong. The sheriff chases Robin through the building and attacks him with a lit torch, setting the castle ablaze and forcing Robin to jump into the moat. Little John and Skippy anxiously watch as the water is pelted with arrows, and for a moment it seems as if Robin has been killed, but he eventually emerges unharmed. Hiss chides and a despairing Prince John for his failed trap and points out the castle belonging to Prince John's mother is a fire, which drives Prince John to insanity. Later, King Richard returns to England and sentences his brother Hiss and, and the sheriff to hard labor in the royal rock pile. He pardons Robin Hood, who marries Maid Marian and leaves Nottingham with Little John and Skippy in tow. I like that uh, King Richard's just like a beautiful line with perfectly maned hair. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, this movie's is interesting in that uh, the bad guy doesn't die in it. You know, a lot of Disney movies, they fall from a cliff or yeah, something falls on them or what have you. It's usually a death that you don't get to see, but it happens. But this one that doesn't have that, they just go break rocks. Well, yeah, that I know. 
There's I, there's got to be some other ones too. I mean, it? there are, but I'm you're, just saying. You're like, right, yeah. Like even 101 Dalmatians. Here's a woman that's trying to skin puppies and wear them as a coat, but she just gets in a car accident and she's angry. She's like, that's ah, true. I gotta take the car to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> my my Deville, I gotta take it to the shop. <laughs> but but a lot of times they die. The villain that is Gaston did. Yes, and Clayton from Tarzan. <laughs> he was our friend first, Clayton. Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. I like it in like the Warner Brothers cartoons, like a Bugs Bunny type, where when someone falls, it goes ah, like as, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as they fall to their demise, and there's a little cloud of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome! It's funny. I know I get it. Anyway, Love it. When did you first see the Robin Hood there, and what were your first impressions? I had to be a kid. I had to be of the ripe age of maybe like six or seven. So what Henry's age is that is he he's yeah. about six or seven now? He so, is almost three months. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I remember liking it, but honestly, it's not my most memorable Disney film. When you said you wanted to do it, I was like, what do I remember from this movie? And all I honestly remember was was Lady Cluck running people over. And then I remember <laughs> the the arrow uh, the competition and how Robin's arrows were just like twigs. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, there wasn't much I remembered from it. And uh, it's 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 one of those like underrated Disney films, I think. Yeah, I really like this one. I quote it a lot. There's a lot of Justin in this movie. And uh, as I'm watching it, I'm just like, wow, God, I love this movie so much. And then like uh, little Henry, I had him in his bassinet and he was looking right up at the TV the whole time. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> he likes it. Like, need, I need to know. No, yeah. Oh, my God. I need to know. The whole... <laughs> but, that's, it's so funny. I like it when when the one guy is like phoning it in, he's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> all this fun noises, and then it's just, that's great. Did you ever? Uh, so it's funny because like this is how much I don't remember the movie. But when I was in like fifth grade or something like that, there was this thing called Hamster Dance, and it was in the infancy of of the internet. But you go to the site and it plays that. It's just these little animated hamsters dancing, and then they have that song sped up. So I never knew it was actually from this movie, but it was right. So I instantly was like, holy shit, this hamster dance. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a sped up. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, um, as soon as it came on, I was just like, fuck yeah. Soundbar, please. <laughs> 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 My yeah. soundbar is broken. Pieces of shits. I know. I gotta, gotta so. I know I got to figure it out. But yeah, it was, you know, my mom used to do daycare. And so a lot of obviously we would put a lot of like animated movies on and stuff. So I've seen practically every Disney film. So around the ages of like six to 12, maybe is is when I've seen the majority of the Disney films. And this one was probably in there at some point. But it was good to revisit because it's it's been. Yeah. You know, like 25 years. Yeah. Probably since I've seen it. So. All right. So. There have been many revisions of Robin Hood over the years. Which is your favorite and perhaps your least favorite film adaptation? Well, easily my favorite is the Taron Egerton one. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. That fucking sucks. So. That, was, <laughs> that sucks. Oh, that one was hard to get through. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Same, same with the Russell Crowe one. However, uh, the it's the Ridley Scott version. However, uh-huh. that one is, I guess, is a little more accurate to the actual tale of, of Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. But it's still sure. kind of boring. We'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to beat Robin Hood Men in Tights or Prince of Thieves. 
because those two are just so awesome. I never saw like the, you know, the the 60s version or the 50s version that were ad- adapted better. But um, I always I grew up with Robin Hood Men in Tights. I never got the jokes until like later in life. And so after watching this, I actually put on Men in Tights and it was hilarious. But um, yeah, I, I think those those two are my favorite. So the, so the two that are probably the worst are the Taron Egerton one. I, didn't, I think just called what Robin Hood. And then the other one is also called Robin Hood. And that's Russell Crowe. But uh, didn't like those. And then my two favorites are Robin Hood Men in Tights and then Prince of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Prince of Thieves has a crazy cast. Morgan Freeman's in it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's Azim. Azim, yeah, father of Achu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And our buddy uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastriantonio is Marion. Yeah, she was in the abyss first. She had to come out of the abyss. She had and to catch Alan her breath. Rickman <laughs> is so funny as a sheriff. Oh, that's right. I forgot he's in that. That's why that movie's so stacked, dude. Yeah, who, who directed that? Look right now. Uh, it was directed by Kevin Reynolds. Who is your who buddy is. from Waterworld? But he also oh. did the Count of Monte Cristo, which is awesome. Those are good sandwiches. I like that movie too. Yeah, Alan Rickman. So yes, those are my favorites. Do you, do you have any in particular? I would say Prince of Thieves is my favorite, and I can accept that Kevin Costner isn't even trying to be English. He speaks English. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. But it ends at that. <laughs> He's too much like Yellowstone. <laughs> Much like, he's got a cowboy hat on there. Got horses on this ranch. Like, sir, we're in merry old England. He's like, yeah, I know. Got like a giant turkey feather coming off the bill. It's amazing. <laughs> you speak American <laughs> when you're here. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I love Prince of Thieves. That, uh, so Prince of Thieves, either Prince of Thieves or The Fugitive is one of the two of them. They're around the same time. Mm-hmm. But was the first time I ever heard an audience cheer after a movie ended in the movie theater. Really? Yeah. People were really into it. Wow. I know. I, I thought that was crazy. I was like, was everyone clapping? Is Kevin, Co- is Kevin Costner here right now? <laughs> are we going to have cake or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's with the knife. Yeah. Uh, Independence Day was the movie for me that everyone started cheering. In, and it was during the speech that Bill Pullman gives when he's like, today oh, yeah. is our Independence Day. And the whole theater was clapping. I'm like, wait, what? Are we supposed to do this? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know this was a thing. So in Ooh. Prince of Thieves, I, the part that I remember the most was the... Uh, the lady who she was like the witch mm-hmm. who helps crone is that's that my wife crone <laughs> yeah <laughs> she when she like c- cracks open that egg and there's blood in it and stuff like that i didn't like that that oh, was yeah. one of those visual pieces i remember from that movie that i thought was disgusting so yeah that baby chick falls out yeah i don't like it <laughs> i swore off eggs yeah <laughs> i like the guy gisborne who's also in um Michael Wincott is his name. He is in the Count of Monte Cristo as well. Michael he's, Wincott. He's like the uh, the warden of the Chateau d'If. Oh. Yeah, he, has like, he talks like this. He's got a real raspy voice. <laughs> hmm. Kayak is born. That's his name. I don't recognize him. Yeah, 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 you do. I'm looking right now, but I don't really recognize him. He's the guy. He's in Three Musketeers. In Strange Days, he was a bad guy in Strange Days. Alien Resurrection, he was one of the one of the mercenary dudes that's trying to get the monies. You know him. He was the warden. Got a money, Cristo. It's been a hot if minute I, since. If I keep saying it, you'll remember. 
<laughs> sure, I'll just say yes. I'll just say he yes. Was, I remembered him. I think he was the bad guy in Metro as well. That the, the Eddie Murphy movie where he's got oh, like, I, the brains. I like that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. He's the bad guy in The Crow. Have you seen The Crow? Oh, yes. Okay. That makes more sense now. He's the guy that's trying to (laughs) capture The Crow. (laughs) (laughs) And it is him in Metro, by the way. I don't think that's how that movie goes. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, who's that? Who's that crow making all that racket up in the rafters? Somebody catch that bird. That's the catch, whole plot of it. That's catch what, that bird, that's $500. That's what Brandon Lee was trying to do. He was just trying to catch a bird. <laughs> and that's how we get the saying, catch a crow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. Anyway, so at one point in the story, Clucky tells Maid Marian, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Do you believe this to be true? Or are you more of an out of sight, out of mind kind of fellow? So the way I interpreted that absence makes the heart grow fonder is if you have space between your lovers or or someone or even just a friend, like having a distance between them um, or not seeing them every single day, like you you miss them more if you're not with them. And I think, is that how you maybe interpreted it? Well, she said, well, Marion's response is or forgetful. So it's I haven't seen you in a long time. Like, let's say that, you know, you and I were dating and then I moved to California and I haven't seen you for a long time. So like the whole idea of a long distance relationship, can you make that work? Oh, being apart, make your relationship stronger because the absence makes the heart grow fonder. Or is it more of out of sight, out of mind? We're in different zip codes. So now I can, you know, start a grinder account and go to town. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I think how I was thinking of it was, I think it's important to, have some distance and time apart, but but yeah, you don't you don't want to be forgetful of that person or just completely forget them. Long distance relationships are really tough. I know that I'm always optimistic with things, but I'm a physical guy, and so for me, I would just be like, yeah, I don't know how long this is gonna work unless we Grabby made hands. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they said they hadn't seen each other since they were kids. Remember how yeah. Robin Hood's like, hey, remember me? We were kids together. You want to marry me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, calm down, yeah. man. <laughs> you got to take her out for dinner first by the river. So. Yeah, I, I think that I think it's important to have the time, but that that is that's quite a leap. And I'm surprised that neither of them had met anybody in that whole span of time that they were in. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess. So, it, I mean, I guess I guess ultimately the the question is, you know, in regards to just everyday life, I mean, you just kind of answered it. But like if you're if you're seeing somebody, but then you're apart for a long time are you going to love that person more because you're longing to see them? Or is there a kind of a cutoff point and not can't put a number on that cutoff point, but eventually, you know, there might come a time where all of a sudden you think about them less and less. And yes. then maybe it goes from, you thought about them every, every couple hours to every other day to maybe once a month. And then you just kind of, Oh yeah, I forgot this person was a thing. I think there's a cutoff time. I know that I've experienced it with people who, you know, they have a busy schedule and you want to go do things with them and you'll be dating them. And then it's like, hey, yeah, I have to cancel on these plans. And it happens too often. Or you're like, hey, when can I see you again? Well, I'm busy all week, like literally all week. And then I'll I have some time on Monday. And you're just kind of like, this is just a lot because like, I really want to see you. But if you're not really giving me opportunities or yeah, if, if physical distance is a thing in the sense of like location, then that can be a big issue. But I, I, I do think there's a, a cap on it. 
for sure. You can be patient and you can wait, but I think everything has its limitations for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's there's always those things too. Like some person can believe that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Other people can think out of sight, out of mind. Same goes for birds of a feather flock together. Like finding someone that has the same interests as you, the same likeness as you, like where you all want to do the same. You like same TV shows. You like the same sports, and then you're going to get along great. But then there's also opposites attract, right? So <laughs> yeah. you, I had this psychology class where each half the class got birds of a feather flock together and the other half got opposites attract. And you had to write why the, the, the assignment was write why this is true. And then you open it up and you're like, oh, yeah, birds of a feather. Yeah, because we, either we like the same things, we like to do the same stuff. You know, we like the same kind of people, blah, blah, blah. And then I find out that other people have opposites attract and they're like going off about, yeah, because you don't get sick of the same stuff. And. You know, like uh, one person's uh, like the bad boy, the other person's attracted to the bad boy kind of thing. And so I'm just like, son of a bitch. They're both right answers. They, so They are. Yeah. I see yeah. merit in both of them. It's hard. It's hard to argue for against either one, honestly. Right. And so like for for me and Alex, we are a lot of I, I think our core values are the same, but our interests could not be, you know, further apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I I. I like certain things and then she likes certain things. And anytime it's like uh, I come into a room and she's watching one of her murder shows, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't right now. <laughs> With a glass of wine and a blanket. <laughs> right. Um, but murder. I mean, you know, if you, for example, you like to hike and go out on adventures and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's quite possible you are going to end up with somebody that also likes to go on hikes and adventures. But it would not be too crazy if, you know, to have a healthy relationship and having that time apart is when you, she gets to stay home and do what she wants to do and watch her murder shows and drink her wine while you go off and hike a mountain kind of thing. So yeah, you never know. That's right. That works. Yeah. I mean, ideally I think I want someone's values obviously to, to align with mine and I want them to have similar interests. They don't need to be the exact same because I don't need a carbon copy of me. However, uh, I, you know, the outdoors are a big part of my life. So it's like, I want someone to at least be willing to try some of the stuff I like. You don't need to do every single thing I do, but, you know, enjoy some of it because then that's that common ground we have. And I spend a lot of time in the summer doing things outdoors. So it's like, if you want to see me, <laughs> you know where to find me. I'll be in, right. a, in, a, in a cabin somewhere out in the woods, cutting <laughs> down trees and making my own rope or something like that. Sure. Your own food. You're a, you're one of them guys. Yeah, Exactly. That reminds me, you know, we don't see these animals eat other animals. You know, they're making that stew and there's a carrot uh, in the cartoon. In oh, Robin. yeah. Because I was thinking Robin had, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the fox came out of the, the little tree stump and ate all the little rabbit babies. <laughs> that would be kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> That's the R-rated version of this. Yeah. That's the Tim Burton dicey. version of this. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, when Skippy gets on the little... Uh, trolley at the end there on the carriage and they they close the blinds that's because they're going to murder him and eat him inside that's why they let him come along they needed a (laughs) snack on the road that ain't right yeah anyway so disney films are celebrated for having delightful jingles and songs for fans to sing throughout the ages does robin hood have any standout songs for you um no i don't i don't think so I, i mean i like the the Prince John one that they sing. I can't remember what it's called, but the Merry Men sing it. And uh, 
other than the main intro, like yeah, I was the talking Pony King about, of England. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That's the only song that really stands out in this movie, quite honestly. I just remember little bits and pieces of it. I don't really remember being like, oh, I love this song so much. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. All right. So what are some classic Disney songs that uh, you can tap your foot to? Ooh. I do tap my foot a lot. So one of my favorites, it's pro- actually it is. It's my favorite Disney song of all time. It's I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. I used to listen to that before football games to get like pumped up in high school. It is really good. I love that song. And then A Whole New World from Aladdin is so good. Uh, You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. I, I imagine we're doing like all Disney movies, including Pixar, right? Yeah, that's fine. I, that's I don't know if there was like restrictions or anything. No, no, no. So I know Disney purists out there are probably rolling in their graves right now. So. Are they all dead? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Walt Disney's rolling in his grave. <laughs> so, um, but anyhow, yeah, you know, that's a great one too. Uh, How Far I'll Go from Moana was really good. I enjoyed the hell out of that. I couldn't stand Frozen. I think Frozen actually kind of sucks. So that song is annoying. Made but, a billion dollars. I know. The guy made a million dollars. Gaston, uh, that song, you know, no one swift is Gaston. No one's quick is Gaston. That one is really good. And then also, uh, I can go the distance from Hercules. I like that a lot. There's got to be other ones. Oh, the the Lion King, the I Just Can't Wait to Be King is really good. And then... I know I'm probably forgetting one somewhere and you're going to probably say one. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. So I don't know. Do you have any other favorites? No, no, no. That's it. <laughs> really? Oh. I mean, I, I like all the songs in I kind of like weird era of Disney stuff. So like uh, this movie, I really like all the songs. Every song is in this movie. I enjoy. And then uh, especially like with the opening credits, I immediately was just like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and I like Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth with the other thing. And I like it when um, <laughs> when the rooster is singing in prison, and they're all sad. And every he's like, every town has its ups and downs. Sometimes ups outnumber the downs. I feel like that's that makes a lot of sense. Mm. But I, I like Sword in the Stone a lot. It's one of my one of my favorite Disney movies. And I think that has some, some fun songs. Uh, even fucking the great mouse detective. I like that movie too. Not a lot of people are into that I one. I haven't seen that in so long. I don't remember anything about that movie. Yeah. I really like the Radigan song where he's, he's in complete denial that he's a rat and, uh, he has other mice killed if they call him a rat. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's fun. And then like when he's, he's got the bond villain thing happening and he leaves, uh, Basil for dead and he's singing the song goodbye and it's like goodbye so soon <laughs> it's just a lot of fun it's catchy I don't remember any of that oh yeah <laughs> I know I like the weird stuff but yeah I, I think Moana is one of my favorite like modern Disney movies I'd say from like the last 10 years it's probably my favorite um but I think I think you're right Hercules has some good ones um Aladdin's got a lot of fun ones, but it's it's been a while. I need a Gilbert Godfrey song. That's what I need. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. Just him doing the entire Disney catalog. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> no, we're talking. No, we no, are talking. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's what I watched. I watched Beverly Hills Cop 2 on Saturday. Oh, God, I love it. It's so funny. Oh, I know, because it's leaving HBO. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch it. Doing the Neutron dance. Oh, my God. Doing the Neutron dance in your house with Rizzo. I can't believe I forgot to put that on the list. 
<laughs> My goodness, I love that movie so much. He's a good one. Uh, anyways, where was I? So over the years, and particularly on this podcast, we've discussed at great length how we feel about theft. Robin Hood is a thief. The dude steals. He cares more about the money, not the science. Okay, uh, but, but he's... Twister, for all you Twister fans out there. <laughs> uh, but he's robbing the rich to give to the poor. Does that make it okay? Pop quiz, hotshot. You're the sheriff of Nottingham. You have an acting assistant manager to the king breathing down your neck to bring this outlaw to justice. What do you do? Uh, it's a tough question. It depends on the setting. If I was in Merry Old England in the whenever this is, like the 13th century. It is your job to bring this fox to justice. What do you do? Hmm. I say that a bag of money fell off the truck and mm. call it good. So you think that's what you do? Yeah, uh, it depends. I mean, I can see from both angles, and I think that's that's why you can play around with Robin Hood so well. It's like we're rooting for him, and we see a lot of that now. You know, like socialism and and whatnot. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Is like let's eat the rich. Let's you know the the top the less than one percent are making like seventy five percent of the most money in the U.S. or whatever it is, and it's just crazy. So I do believe that that stuff needs to probably happen, but but not necessarily robbing from them, <laughs> maybe taxing them higher. However, these situations are never are never uh, easy. And especially when you have a uh, oligarchy, I guess it's, it's it's a little more a little more difficult. So if I was the sheriff, though, I would uphold my duties as sheriff. I would try my best. And if Robin Hood bested me, then so be it. But if I, I can spot him through them phony disguises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I like when he takes the coins from the guy's cast. <laughs> that's yeah, it's pretty great. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I hear a jingle jangle in that there yeah. cast. Reminds me of a Nick Nolte doing, when yeah. you came in, I heard click, click, click. <laughs> yeah. like a goddamn maraca. That's three. <laughs> that's three bottles, Tommy. <laughs> Fuck. They should have got Nick Nolte to play the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you Robin Hood. <laughs> but yeah, it's a tough question, man. I think, I mean, there's always that, you know, that ethical question of would you steal a loaf of bread to feed your family? And yes, absolutely, I would. Anytime I apprehended somebody and it was food, I was like, eh, you know, we're, I'm going to throw, throw it out anyways. It's yours. But please don't steal again. Be a better person. <laughs> there are resources out here and I will show you the way. But uh, please don't steal. It's just not good for anybody. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a toughie tiger. You want to root you want to root for Robin Hood because of the shit that Prince uh, John is doing. He's just it's ridiculous, like raising the taxes and then wanting to kill Friar Tuck because of his haircut. It was stupid. That's why I wanted yeah. to kill him. Right. His haircut. One of them. One of them bowl cuts. <laughs> one of them badger cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bowl cut for the longest time when I was young. I used to bleach it. A little penis head. <laughs> like, oh, man. I know <laughs> it sucked. Get out of my church. He's all hitting him with his chest. <laughs> like <Yeah>. Umpire action. <laughs> I know. That's so dumb. Kick some dirt on his shoes. Throws uh, a bass like Lupinilla. Yeah. Now we're talking. All right. We'll let you get away with that one. So there are so many fun animals represented on screen. If your life was turned into a cartoon and all the characters were represented by animals, which animal would you want to be? This one was hard. I was I was thinking of just various animals that I like, like a and, naked mole rat. Um, yeah, uh, no. Is that what that. you want to be? A naked mole rat? <laughs> no, I'd be cold all the time. What about an ostrich? No, I don't want to be that either. An, honor, I, an honorable man. No, I would be a bear, 
like a grizzly bear or a monkey. I think monkey would be cool just because I think they're super smart and they're always funny in movies. And, and you then, do throw your feces every chance I, you I do. I do. And I got big ears. Keep, keep them little snack packs, little baggies. And I just think bears are funny, especially in Disney movies, because they're always like fat guys just eating stuff like prickly pears and bananas. So I've been described <laughs> as a bear, as a cartoon bear. before. <laughs> that was probably your time on Grindr there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. But, yeah, um, I was so it was either between those or I was thinking something like a zebra since when, growing up, you know, like you have to do an animal that's with with your letter and there weren't many animals that started with a Z. So I was always Zach the zebra. So a zebra would be kind of fun. There's no real zebras in any type of uh, Disney movies, are there? That I can no. think of, at least. They have. I think there's zebras in the um, Madagascar movies. Yes, but that's not yeah. Disney. That's Chris Rock, I think. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. There cool. you go. Who would your friends be? Who would my friends be? No, like, yeah. What animals would they be? Um, I'd probably have a stork in there. I think that's a good one. Uh, a squirrel. I think squirrels would be good, or a chipmunk. I'd. I think a fox would be a really good one because they're cunning. A tiger would be cool. Um, and then I need like a, a water animal so that so, you know, we can hang out. But if we don't want to hang out, then we just kind of leave them. So maybe like a shark or hmm. I could be a manatee and just float around. <laughs> yeah, you could a uh, dolphin escape like Leatherface does out of that water. I don't know if you noticed that in Texas Chainsaw, <laughs> like dolphin emerges. And I was like, oh, OK, not a fan of that. So, he, like, flips, he flips through a ring of fire with his chainsaw. Yeah, he's like the most accurate chainsaw thrower in the history of chainsaws. He's had a lot of practice. He's like 800 oh, years shit. old. He's so accurate. He could win a skills competition in the NBA, <laughs> the NBA passing contest. There's going to be an Olympic sport of tossing chainsaws next in four probably. years. Yeah. yeah, it probably will be. While so, you're cross-country skiing, you got to chuck a chainsaw and chuck oh, down God. a tree. There you go. And eat some beef jerky. You got to make it yourself and then you got to eat it. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I I love animals. Me too. All righty then. So Robin Hood spends the majority of this film being chased by the sheriff and his men. When you were a kid, did you ever pretend you were being chased by bad guys? Like, like run inside your house when you saw a car driving by or something? No. Oh, man, I did that shit all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a bad guy. And then I would run and pretend to hide somewhere. Well, I would actually hide, but I was pretending that I was hiding. I thought that was kind of fun. I'm like, they're after me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Change. Obama. <laughs> I can't believe you never did that. I wonder. How, maybe I'm just crazy. I thought every kid did that. Just pretend no. they're being chased. We did. I mean, we did do the typical, you know, cops and robbers and stuff. I think like in an early episode, I talked about how I had a duffel bag full of f- fake toy guns and we would play like, you know, terrorists versus turkeys full of guns yeah Ar- <laughs> army man versus the, the the jihads we wouldn't say that we would do like army man versus the bad guys and so yeah you take turns running and doing all that kind of stuff uh, and we'd hide essentially it was hide and seek and actually in high school we used to play this game that is incredibly dangerous thinking about it now but it was called fugitive and i'm sure a lot of other people have done this too but it's just basically hide and seek but it's throughout your whole city and so our hometown wasn't huge, but it wasn't small either. So we'd start at a certain place like, I don't know, let's say the middle school parking lot or whatever. And then 10 people are the fugitives and they get a five minute head start, I think. And then they just book it. And the ending place, uh, only the fugitives really know where the ending place is. And so you're supposed to find them very much like a Tommy Lee Jones character. And you can drive in cars and stuff if you're the police, but you have to find them and then you got to tag them. And once you tag them, they get in your car with you and you just continue on. But that was really fun. However, we were hopping through people's yards and 
doing a lot of bad stuff. So <laughs> it was it was pretty hardcore shit. So I that was about as 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 risky as we got in terms of like running away from 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 people and hiding. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't like you, Justin. <laughs> Wow, I know it's, it's too bad. I know I'm missing out on something. I, I want you to do it next time you see a car driving by. Just fucking hide. <laughs> Not safe. Not safe. <laughs> Stranger danger. My neighbors are like, what? <laughs> jump in the trash can. <laughs> no, just do it. See how fast you can whip your keys out and get inside your house. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I mean, because we obviously make fun of people in horror movies when they like. It's true. They make the wrong choice. Maybe they didn't play the game that I played where you learn to run and hide really fast or get inside your house. Yeah. See? Maybe you that's all, why. You could be fumbling your keys and being like, holy shit, I'm going to die. You, that's also why you probably wear, like you said, you wear like pants to bed or whatever. So you can just wake up and run. I'm ready to go. <laughs> that's why you wear your Air Jordans and they're all pumped yep. up, ready to go. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. I am always ready. Last night I was wearing jeans until like 1030 at night. I'm like, <laughs> Very well, cool. What if there's a fire? Very cool. Man. Yeah. Gotta be ready to go. Yeah. Whew. You never know. Uh, let's see. Where was I? So Maid Marion and Robin Hood were childhood sweethearts. Was there a special someone in little Zach's life that you used to daydream about getting married and starting a family and such? Ooh. Yeah. Mama, <laughs> Mama say you and Robin Hood uh, sweethearts. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I and they don't listen to this. So I'll talk about it. That's great. This girl named Lindsay and uh, this girl Lindsay named Vaughn. She no. went on to win medals. Yeah. No, her name was Lindsay Rawls and then Angie Woodmancy. They were they're very hot. I, I should have baked them a cake or that? something. What was that last name you just L- said? Lindsay Rawls and Angie Woodmancy. So, Woodmancy is that a nickname yeah. or is that the actual no, last name? Her last name Woodmancy. They're it's a, they're a pretty big family up in up in Skagit Valley. They have a lot of uh relatives and such they're, yeah they're they're the costners of yeah of, of melbourne <laughs> there you go yeah they're the claytons <laughs> so um yeah i just had the biggest crush on them man and i i remember at I mean, the same they, time both yeah people. i was like i would put little hearts on them in the in the school yearbook and i'm like they're so hot and then there's this other girl kylie she uh we're still friends now but i had a huge crush on her i, I danced with her in middle school because we did like we had two middle schools in our uh, in our town and then we would do joint dances. So it was fun because you get to go see the other kids. And like I always like knew her through reputation and I mustered up the courage in eighth grade to be like, hey, do you want to dance? And she wanted to dance and it was awesome. And then I was like, do you want to go to a picture? Like there's a Polaroid booth or whatever. And we got one and I was like, oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> I just dance with Kylie and uh, Kylie yeah. Costner. Yeah, Kylie Costner. Exactly. Sweet. And then all of a sudden Brian Adams started playing. But I mean, obviously, I, I wasn't like, oh, we're going to get married. I just was like, oh, I have such a crush. They were my biggest crush. So I wasn't thinking about marriage at that time. Get in the van. <laughs> Whoa. No, that's you. That's why you got to run away from people that come up. <laughs> oh, man, that's fast. I got a bad knee now, though. I'm going to die pretty quick in the movie. You got to go up eight times in the, instead of seven times up those stairs oh, now. It's so bad. Honestly, that sucks, I, had, I we have these this box of like famous Amos cookies in the, <laughs> in the studio and for some reason they're on the floor and i gotta bend down and get them and just i like i'm in so much pain i'm just like oh my God. <laughs> every time i bend down to get them and, and you just uh, feed me the cookies you just yeah. throw them to me and everyone's always going just to get those pain? like no 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 i got it i got it, I got it. <laughs> but it, it hurts so bad and i know everyone's sick of hearing just like this 
this uncontrollable like moan that escapes my body every time I bend down. That's so funny. Oh god, it hurts so goddamn bad. I can't can't even tell you. I don't like it. I don't need it. I need a new knee. You want them Robocop knees. <laughs> yeah, I think you need a little more than just the knee if you're gonna do the whole Robocop thing. <laughs> no, just the knee. I'm good. Your move, creep. <laughs> exactly. Your knee, creep. Um, <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and rank your top five animated Disney films? And I'll let you lump in the Pixar if you need to on account of the people already rolled over in their graves. So we need them to roll back the way they were. <laughs> they did a 180. We need them to do another 180, which is 360. Keep, keep on turning. So I actually only did animated because I was thinking of that as I separated the uh, Pixar films. Um do you want me to do them in like one, two, three, four, five, or just, just whatever, my top five? Man, your top five, yeah. So, because it's kind of hard, so I'm I'm gonna just list um, my top five in no particular order. Uh, Mulan, absolutely love Mulan. I think it's just so incredible. The Lion King, I saw that. I remember vividly. That was one of the most um, vivid experiences I've had in a theater. I just remember going and seeing it, and I absolutely love that movie. Uh, Hercules. I really, really enjoyed Hercules, the animated movie, a lot. And I remember McDonald's ran a cross promotion where they had a triple cheeseburger and it was called like the Mount Olympus burger or something like that. It was so good. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. I love I always have loved, you know, Taylor's oldest time. And then Aladdin. It's really hard to beat Aladdin, too. And Aladdin had a very good game for Sega. So did Lion King. Lion King was pretty good, but Aladdin was awesome. And I absolutely love Robin Williams. He was a genius in terms of Pixar, though. Toy Story has got to be like one of my favorites ever. Just how good it is and all the memories that are involved. Do you like do you like the first Toy Story the best? I know a lot of people like Toy Story, too. I know. So I I think the first one's the best. Uh, But Toy Story three is really, really good. And it's really sad. Uh, So. I think that's the one that like it brought me to tears just because that moment where Andy, you know, gives away his toys. Oh, that part. I was crying oh, when, they were in the, when they were going in the furnace. Oh, I know. And they're I was like, like, holy shit. And credits. they're holding hands. <laughs> I know they're like holding hands. And I'm like, no, they're going to die. Yeah. Oh, Aww. man. I, I was blo- I was like, holy smokes, dude. They, that would be a hell of a way to end this. If all of a sudden they just go in and it just kind of fades to black. That yeah. Nuts. No, so I was I was more sad because Andy giving up the toys to uh, the little girl because it's just like I mean I that made me think about when I was a kid and and just the things that I've lost through the years that I really wish I had that I had an attached memory to each item and it was but it, but it, that's the circle of life right you have to keep progressing and you have to pass on things to other generations and so it was just really really well done and i i enjoyed toy story 3 a lot but i think the first one everything that i remember about it first time i saw it and and how it holds up it's just very very good Uh, i really like the incredibles a lot i think that movie is so (laughs) good i don't know something amazing yeah yeah he's like something incredible i think something amazing is that what he says amazing i guess (laughs) i enjoy that one quite a bit and then uh, Coco, I love Coco. I was bawling at the end of that one. That actually was like one of my more recent favorite Disney films. That sounds like a lot more than five. No, I was I listed separate. I did my five animated, oh. and then I talked about. I said these are now my my uh, five Pixar ones. But oh, okay, I think I missed that part. I apologize. No, that is you know that's okay. They are uh, there. There are there are many. So. Um, 
And then I don't know, it's hard to think of the other ones, but I'd probably say like Monsters Inc. is up there. I enjoyed that because I, I like John Goodman a lot. Um, hmm. Finding Nemo. Let's say that Finding Nemo. I love that movie. So those are yeah, those are my 10 technically. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. Wait, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my goodness. I know, right? What about you? Uh, probably the Hateful Eight is probably high up there. That's um, not an animated movie. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I would. I have three. Could you imagine a Hateful Eight with animals in it? Like, no. <laughs> they were, like, what would Samuel L. Jackson be? He'd be a fox, probably. He's pretty smart. That would be cool. One of the smarter ones. I'm going to slow it way down. <laughs> if you don't answer quick, fast, and in a hurry. <laughs> I'm going to pour this goddamn coffee down this bitch's throat. <laughs> My dad used to say quick, fast, and in a hurry. So every time he says that line, I always, I always smile a little bit. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Never yeah. heard that. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, anywho, I would say I have three. I don't o- have only three? Well, three that are like my favorite. Uh, I think the other two can probably fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. But I would say Alice in Wonderland is my favorite. Then I would say uh, Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone can flip back and forth between two and three. Those are my favorites. What are the... You said you had two additional ones. What What are those two additional ones? I don't know. I'm just saying oh. the, the last two the numbers, three and four, or uh, okay. four and five. Four and five could be insert random Disney movie here. The Little Mermaid. I like look, Little Mermaid. You seem like yeah. a Little Mermaid guy. Ursula is my favorite villain of all yeah, time. Yeah, I know that. I remember. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, so yeah, maybe Little Mermaid. And then probably Aladdin. <laughs> I think Jafar is a fucking creeper, man. I like Jafar. And even... even so... Uh, Hunchback has sort of a different animated style and it's kind of weird and I don't know if I necessarily like it but I do like how creepy Frollo is. He is just an evil man. Yeah, he's really dark. Yeah, he's a little little rapey. Yeah. That guy's that guy's gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like him in the sense that he makes me uncomfortable, you know. I think that he really personifies that that villainous role. When I go to Paris in March, I'm going to go see Notre Dame and I'll you look should. for Frollo and I'll look for Quasimodo up top. I wonder how it's doing after that fire. Is it like it's, all repaired? Yeah, it's completely repaired now. Wow. So, That's quick. I, well, I think it took a while. I think it took a few years, actually. <laughs> it was quick. But cool. Good choices. Well, yeah, I like those movies. But Alice Mad- in Wonderland is my favorite. Mad damn. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that what they say? <laughs> With the squirrels? Yeah. 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 Oh my god, she keeps grabbing his tail. And that's actually when... my favorite part in, in that movie is when they have the wizard and witch battle and they like keep changing different forms, right? The wizard's duel. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Mad Eye Mim or whatever. So good. Madam Mim. Her name is Madam Mim. I said Mad yeah. Eye, like uh, Harry Potter, but yeah. Did <laughs> I say no purple dragon? Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like it when the the squirrel, the sort of the larger squirrel that was all into Merlin, when he turns into a man, she goes, she runs back up into the tree and she goes, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you! You offended yeah. me, sir." But anytime Alex is all up in my business, I always go, "Mad dumb," <laughs> like the way he does. 
And then you go, yeah, wanna go? <laughs> wanna go? Yeah. <laughs> You're a wrestler? Oh. It's so funny. I like it. There you go, that word again. Rooflin. Rooflin. Um, all right. So, final thoughts and letter grade on Robin Hood. Uh, yeah, I like this movie. I, I don't... I mean, it's 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 interesting that the critics were so hard on it. I'm like, how could you be upset with this movie? It's just such a lighthearted film. It's it's meant for kids. And yeah, you just put it on and easy breezy, right? Like I watched it in the morning on, I think, like Saturday and I was drinking my coffee and I enjoyed it. It was a great way to wake up. I don't think it's like a masterpiece or any any stretch. It's not anywhere near my top 10, honestly. But yeah, I think it's it's a good film. And I'm glad we, we chose it because it's been such a long time since I've seen it. So for my kids, I'll definitely show them this. And if they like it or if they say, Dad, go pound sand, I'll be like, all right. Um, but uh, go break rocks like Prince John and yeah. Hiss. And Why did Hiss have to hold the spike? That sucks. That's the worst. Prince John looks like a, a dummy. It didn't, little, didn't look like he could swing a hammer. He's a little helper. Yeah. So I uh, probably a B. I'm going to give this movie a B. Hmm. Yeah. What about Justin? Yeah, I love this movie. I think it's great. Uh, seen it 10,000 times at least. It's probably one of the Disney films that I've seen the most. This was one of those ones, as soon as it was over, I'd rewind it and watch it again when I was a kid. I like uh, Prince John a lot. Him and Hiss are like most of my two favorite characters. And when, when uh, freaking Little John is like the Duke of Chatney or whatever, and he's like... Uh, that's what you call pulling it back and letting it go, PJ. He's like, PJ, I like that. You know I do. His, <laughs> put that on my luggage. PJ. Aha. Aha. Yes. It's like my favorite. I fucking love that so much. They um, Super 7 made a toy of Prince John, and uh, I'm going to have to get it because I love him so much. They also just announced a Queen of Hearts, so I'm going to have to get that too. Oh, cool. That'll be really yeah. neat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I love excited. the animation for those. Yeah, that's good. I need a Ursula. God damn it. That'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. She's dark. She's scary. I know. I'm starting to get the body. I could be Ursula for Halloween. <laughs> that is not accurate at all. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty pretty accurate. Oh, geez. And she's based off a of drag queen, so I could pull it off. Too long food. Thanks for everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. John Leguizano was Ursula. Gotta love sure. that Chi-Chi. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, Ursula is my fave. But this movie is so much fun. Again, I love the music. Uh, I like. I just kind of like how much fun they're having. I like how Little John and Robin Hood are just up to no good all the time. They're, they're a mischievous bunch. Yeah. And uh, it's fun. They look like they have a raucous time. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a lot going on that makes me laugh. I was laughing and laughing. And I think Hiss is so much fun. He's so clever, but he can't be too clever because it'll just get him into trouble. And I like how he back talks uh, Prince John. And even when he dodges the punch, he's like, Hiss, he deliberately <laughs> dodged. <laughs> he's got, a, he's like, hold still. And he's got a, you know, bunk him on the head. I think that's great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I did like Hiss and his whole hypnotizing thing. Yeah, and uh, there's there's a part where the sheriff goes, there's something funny going on around here, and I say that fucking every single day. Do you say it in his voice, though? I try, yeah. <laughs> there's something funny going I can't do it. But so. I, I, uh, I've I kind of spun it to my own rag. I'll say, like, there's something funny going on around here. It's usually how I say it. 
Uh, and then it has evolved into, wait a minute now. Like I say that a lot now. <laughs> you do. That is something that you say. That is a coined phrase, trademark. So, especially when I'm getting killed when I'm playing video games. <laughs> wait a minute now. Are you crushing Elden Rings yet or what? I haven't even gotten to play it yet. I have a Henry. Oh. I got to play with a Henry. I had a but, Henry once <laughs> back in Mexico. God, but I got my got my game yesterday and uh i'm excited i actually have two versions i have an xbox mm-hmm. series x and playstation 5 wow and uh yeah i got the ps5 code from work so that was cool. <clears throat> uh, so now i can play it downstairs in the living room or i can play it upstairs in the bedroom i'll have two different uh characters going on <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but i'll be fun i'll play two, two different classes you know and just yeah have, have fun with it did so. you get like the special editions or anything like that yeah or? yeah so i got a collector's edition for the xbox oh. so it's got the statue and uh a steel book and a art book and a soundtrack and that's pretty much it. Isn't it essentially just like Dark Souls, but like better? Well, I think it's kind of a culmination of a lot of From Software's games. So mm-hmm. Dark Souls one through three, and then like uh, Bloodborne and Sekiro. Sekiro, yeah. Uh, but it has sort of an open world vibe to it. Uh, you can jump. You get a horsey, which is kind of cool. Uh, if you're stuck fighting a boss, you can just run away. Oh, that's nice. You're not trapped. Usually you step through fog and then you got to fight to the death. But uh, someone that has um, beaten Dark Souls a billion trillion times, (laughs) I am really looking forward to it. And a lot of people, so the creator of the game says it's a 30 hour game. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the reviews are taking 60 to 80 hours to play through it because they're doing a lot of, you know, exploring and what have you. There's a lot of side quests and things that you can do. And mm-hmm. the first time I beat Dark Souls, it took me 60 hours. And now I can do it in like under five, you know, still killing everybody. I can do like four and a half hours. So, wow. Um, so uh, let's just pretend that this is a 30 hour game. Maybe one day I can do it a lot quicker than that. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, there's speedrunners that beat this shit in like, you know, not not Elden Ring, but Dark Souls. You beat Dark it in Souls. Under 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. That is crazy. I don't know how anybody. Does <sighs> I mean, I know how they do it. I watch them do it. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. Cheater, cheater, pumpkinator. I know. Yeah, there's like a, this this clipping move that they do that lets them. I don't. I can't through. stand that. I, I hate that. That's so stupid. It's. I mean, I do think that it cheapens it in a way, but it is cool that someone discovered that. I think that mm-hmm. that's pretty neat. I don't know how anybody does any of that stuff. Mm. That's uh that is a skill set that I do not possess. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I die a lot when I play. I just go from start to finish. You know? Yeah, so there's go. those other people that cut out the load screens and exit really fast, and I'm just like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I stress. <laughs> I'm like, ah, <laughs> let me just play it again the way it's supposed to be played. Exactly, exactly. But looking forward to it. Excited. One of these days, hopefully uh, tonight or tomorrow, I'll be able to get some some game time in. Cool. I'm no l- rush. I'm, though. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks. I'm pretty pumped. Sweet. Very nice. Okay. Well, here we go then. So thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at dbcrazypod, at edgyarmo, and at zachdale60, where you can share your thoughts with us and we will discuss them on our show. I'm sure you'll see a lot of screen captures that Edgy will put on his Twitter, and it'll be awesome. I'll be doing the little Dark Souls thing when he like lifts his arms up. I don't know if that's accurate, but... Like the Night Solar where you go yeah, like this, like raise yeah. the sun? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know the I don't know the terms. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's it's my first day. It's my first day. Color? Um, I don't know color. <laughs> yeah, 
You can even tell us what movie you think we should watch for our next episode. We love suggestions. Just please make sure that they are streaming. Also, please make sure to subscribe on our show or to our show on Apple Podcasts uh, and Spotify and leave us a five-star review. Additionally, we're also available on every other major podcast streaming app. Please also be sure to check out the Geek Legacy Podcast with David, Randy, and Justin. Just please don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much.